Hey, you ever been to Chancellor Park? That's where I live. My name is Tavin Dillard. I live in Chancellor Park. I mow lawns, mowing, edging, grass cutting legend. I sure am glad to join me here on this podcast. I want to let you know what's going on in my neck of the woods. Now, I started out years ago on the YouTubes and then the TikToks and the Instagrams now and the whatnots. I got the websites, the tavendiller.com, but right now, I want to clue you into what's happening in my neck of the woods on the Tavin Dillard podcast. You here? I'm here. I'm glad you joined me. Now I'm going to send it over to myself. This is like the pre-introduction, but let's get on to the real show today. I'm glad you joined me here. Bank, bank. Hey, y'all guys. Welcome to the Tavin Dillard podcast. Me, I'm Tavin Dillard, and this is season six of the Tavin Dillard podcast, episode 12. I'm Mo Lawns, I live in Chancellor Park, and I'm a mowing, edging, grass-cutting legend, and I'm glad you joined me here on the podcast this week. We got on the other side of Mother's Day. Now, if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, that's May the 16th. And so we we halfway through the merry month of May, and there's some stuff coming up. You know, this month that we're going to do. Now, uh, the podcast season usually goes about 15 episodes, and like I just said, we on episode 12s. So uh, Remedial Math is going to tell you that uh, we got just a few left in this season. We end this uh, season six uh, at the beginning of the Junes. And then uh, and then season seven is on the horizon. You just kind of bank, bank, or should I say Pickleboon. I'm wearing a new Pickleboon shirt today. If you're watching on the video on the YouTubes, if you ain't, just take my word for it. Um, I, I'll put a link in the show notes. I'm going to put a link in the show notes today to the Foo shirts because uh, I got a few seasons to talk about. We in softball season. I got to talk about that. Uh, cannonball season. So I got the new uh, Cannonball Champ tank top available. And then we also into watermelon helmet season. I got some stuff to say about that. There's a link to the watermelon helmet shirt in the show notes today. But what I'm saying, though, about how we, uh, in episodes 12, the last episode of every season of the podcast, I do a Q&A. Now, that stands for questions and answers. Now, all I do, all I'm responsible for is the answers. But uh, you provide the cue. Now, if you don't send any questions, I ain't got nothing to answer So for that last episode. So if you want to do that, if you email me, and I'll put the email in the show notes. I don't want you to pull over your car right now and write down this email address. Just don't worry about it. It's going to be in the show notes waiting for you when you get to a safe stopping point, wherever you may be. But uh, it's tabindillard at gmail.com. If you email me, just put you know season six Q&A in the subject line. Because folks, you know, email me and text me uh, pretty often, regular, and ask questions. But I don't know if they just need me to text them back and answer real quick. So if it's for the Q&A for the podcast, like let me know in the subject line and then in the text message, which is 501-322-6249. Don't you worry about it. It's in the show notes. But you can text me there and then just say, hey, Tab, this question is for the you know, the Q&A. That way I know I can start uh, cataloging them. I can start Dewey Decimal System them, them questions so they're cataloged. And so I can I can lick my thumb and go through the Rolodex of the questions that will get cataloged as y'all send them in. So it's about time to start sending them in uh, as you think about it. And I, I'll remind you, you know, next week probably too, just as we uh, uh, creep closer to the, the season finale. Uh, season six of the Tab and Dillard podcast. So that's what's been going on. Now I told you we got the 
Season's coming up. Softball season, Team Burger Shed. We're off to what I would call a red-hot scorching start of three wins to zero losses. Now, I have an update on this week's game because that ain't our record no more. Uh, but we heading in, we were heading into this week's game 3-0, and I'll let you know how that went because softball season, like I said, is in full swing. Uh, pun intended, as they say. And then the other thing, the other season that's going on is cannonball season. Uh, and then obviously watermelon helmet season. But cannonball season, uh, I got that new cannonball champ tank top. And the reason how come I do is because uh, I need my shoulders to get a little bit of sun, you know, heading into the city pool season. And uh, this, the thing about it, I'm a lawnmowing man. Now, if you do lawn care, or you you cut lawns and stuff. You probably know that as much as you outside in the hot sun, a lot of times uh, your choice uh, gear uh, could be long sleeved shirts, things actually covering you up and not. Uh, you know, you think, oh, I'm going out in the sun today. Let me put on a tank top. Well, I ain't wearing that when I'm working typically. But now I got to get a little sun on the shoulders as we heading into cannonball season. Get my haunches stretched and get out there and basically show people how it's done. <clears throat> basically, I mean, if we're talking standard basics, that's basically uh, how it's going to go is the way I see it best I can tell. I ain't no futurologist. I can't tell the future, but I can look back at the past and see, yeah, that's pretty much how it's gone. I get them haunches stretched. I get down to the city poo. I say, hello, diving board. It says, you again, and then we off to the races. And, and I'm getting, you know, the form matters and I'll probably be talking about form you know more as we get into it but it's definitely something that's got to I got to get it worked into the schedule it don't just happen you got to be intentional about that cannonballing and the city pooling and so that's where we going with that so I'm excited about all that but the watermelon helmet season I ain't waiting for no more it's here now I posted a little video about a week ago on the social medias of a, a new prototype I got going this season, but I got a I got a video. Like I said, if you're listening to this or watching this on Tuesday the 16th when it comes out, well, pretty uh, just at the end of last week actually. So it's probably been out, let's see, a few days by now, uh, just over the weekend. So like four days ago, I posted like, hey, and explained the helmet I got going this season. Um, so I, I won't get into all that because you can look it up on your own. But I will say. Uh, why why a watermelon helmet? I mean, if you're new to the watermelon helmet world, why in the world? Well, there's a lot of reasons. And you think, nah, there's probably just one. Oh, no, I'm telling you right now. Listen here. Uh, what happens to the weather as you get into spring and summertime? That's right. It gets hotter. Uh, when you get too hot, what do you want to do? I want to cool off, Tavin. I know you do. I do, too. I'm telling you. Now, there's some things you got to forego. I mean, if you really like your hair do that you got, your summer do, and you don't want to get it wet with watermelon juice, you could run into a little problem. Now, I'm going to talk to you about a, a helmet I made this week, and there are options for the liners. But well, anyways, what of them's to cool off? If you hot, you want to get cool. You know that. I know that. Everybody know that. So that's one reason. The other thing is uh, they safe. Okay, they safe. If something gets uh, something gets thrown at your head, or you you fall into something and you about to hit your head on the side of a trailer or something, uh, just you know basic science says if there's something in between your head and that object, that's safer for your head. 
and what we're talking about is watermelon rind. Now, I don't know. There's different options of watermelon helmets, and so you might have a thicker rind, you might have a thinner rind. If you got a thinner rind, you got to be aware of that. It's safe. I mean, it's safe for no helmet, but it ain't as safe as thick rinds. And now, if you're freezing it, now here's the deal. Watermelon helmet, I mean, they better fresh. Like, you got to make them, and then you got to wear them. Now, you can put it in the freezer, but once you thaw that thing out once, you know, the, the rind starts kind of shrinking a little bit. I mean, if you're really trying to milk it for all it's worth, uh, you might get a couple freezes out of it. But the watermelon helmet, I mean, the idea is, hey, you want to eat watermelon all summer long, bring them to picnics, bring them to family reunions, church socials, all them kind of things. Well, do you always got to get a new watermelon anyway? Don't matter know how. You got a new helmet every time you got a new event to go to. So this thing is what we call win-winning. So you stay in cool, you stay in safe. And have you ever seen a watermelon helmet? I'm figuring you have. You know how cool they look. So now we got the third one, which is style. Okay, we safe. And then we, we cooled off and we in style. And there's all kind of different styles for the watermelon helmet. Now there is the snack helmet. And you might be thinking, Tavin, what in the world is going on? What do you mean by snack helmet? You said snack helmet. I heard you say snack helmet with your mouth. You said it and my ears with their ears, they heard it, that kind of thing. But what you mean, what I mean is, uh, if you like me and you're riding a bike into town, even an ATB, don't matter no how, but if your hands is busy and you got to carry them snacks in and you ain't got like a, you know, a core where you carrying them, you can attach different things to the helmet. Uh, the corn cobberies that you stick in the end of corn on the cob at them picnics, uh, those go pretty good. Like I said, you got a thin rind. You want to be careful because you don't want that corn cobber to get into your noggin. But you can, I mean, a bag of hot fries is easy to transport. A uh, bag of bacon. What do you mean, Tabin? Well, I think I mentioned this a little bit ago, but, uh, you know, in the last few weeks. But I did uh, Tabin's bacon bags. I teamed up with Bacon Boise. They up in uh, Boise, Idaho uh, last fall and Christmas, and I had a Tavins bag of bacon. It had popcorn bacon at the bottom. You know, like there's popcorn chicken, like the little niblets of the chicken, you pick, oh, this is good, it's like popcorn. You know how you like popcorn, like you go to the movie house or you make something at home, and then you drench it in butter, and you elbow deep in that butter, and you eating that popcorn. Well, then they got popcorn chicken. It's the same idea, except you don't have to drench it in butter, although I can't say that's a bad idea. And then, now we in my bag of bacon, it's popcorn bacon at the very bottom, like four pieces of bacon chopped up, and then there's just full-on strips of bacon inside the bag. It's snack bacon. It's delightful. It was a hoot of a hit, you know, back around the Christmas times. But then we, we throttled back on a new year. We re redesigned the bag, and it's launching this month at the end of May. So keep an eye out for that, but you could attach the bag of bacon to a snack helmet is what I'm saying. So I ain't got no link or nothing for the bacon bag at this time, but I'm just saying, Pickle Boon, it's on the horizon. I see you bacon, I smell you bacon, and I will eat you bacon. So the snack helmet is good for all them kinds of things you can transport, uh, all kind of snacks. And I'll probably have some uh, prototypes or displays, you know, in videos this watermelon helmet season just to show you you know some people say well i hear you telling me but show me i'm a visual learner okay well stand by and i should have some uh, very helpful tips 
for folks that are looking to have a really successful and really to get all you can out of watermelon helmet season. Now, I will say there is a shirt to that, and I'll put that in the show notes. So the show notes are filling up today, y'all guys. Hey, where's the Picoboon shirt? You'll see it in the show notes. Where's the Cannonball Champ tank top shirt? In the show notes. Where is the watermelon helmet shirt? It's in the show notes. Uh, how do I get in touch with you to send you questions for the Q&A? Well, my email's in the show notes. Oh, you want to text me? My number's in the show notes. So I, I'm telling you right now, it's got, I mean, you got your homework cut out for you when you get, when you get that car pulled over or, uh, or the ATV if you listen to it. Probably hard to listen to a podcast. <clears throat> this is a podcast. It's like a radio show. It's probably hard to listen to one of them on ATV unless you got a quiet one. But, I mean, that make a lot of noise. You have to really crank up them earphones, you know, in your ears. But, you know, no, don't matter know-how. I just want y'all to know that uh, softball season, I do have an update in a minute on Team Burger Shed. Cannonball season, right, right around the corner. Watermelon helmet season has begun. So I go see Imogene Watkins this week. Uh, I mow her and Raymond, uh, you know, they a couple in town. I mow their lawns. And she asked me to help her make a watermelon helmet and I'm thinking I'm Gene, you don't need no watermelon helmet you know that's what I'm thinking in my head I'm like you don't need no watermelon helmet but then I remember how she told me uh she fell off her back porch into Isaiah Bush and I said well maybe she do need one and I not that I have estuary time but what do I say when I'm Gene Watkins asked me uh to help her make a watermelon helmet she says she knows how to pick a ripe watermelon like you thump it but I don't know I've seen what she thinks is a ripe banana and them things is pitch black she put a black nanner in my hand one time. It looked like a de-baked crow. And I, she handed it to me, and then it's sitting in my hand, and I'm supposed to take it. You know, when somebody puts something in your hand, you take it. And I'm bringing that thing toward my face, and I'm thinking, I, I'm pretty sure this is a little crow that ain't alive no more, that ain't got a beak on it, that Imogene just put in my hand. I mean, it was midnight, turn out the lights, pitch black, nanner. But then I'm thinking at the same time, Surely, Imogene would not take the time to de-beak a crow and then put it in my hand in the sitting room of her house. But it turned out as a black nanner. So uh, when she's saying, oh, this is how you pick a, a watermelon, because I don't even understand that. She said, you got to thump it. I'm like, well, anybody can thump it. Any watermelon is thumpable. I mean, if that's the criteria, can it be thumped? Yeah. What am I listening for? What's it supposed to sound like or feel like? That's what I don't know, and I didn't really get that information from Mama Jean, so I still do not know. But I do know that she wants to make a watermelon helmet. And the thing about a watermelon helmet is when you're picking one, there's two things you go for. And for a watermelon helmet, there's really one. You want to get the right size. You want to get the right size helmet for your head, so you got to pick the right size watermelon. If it's too little, you can't make that thing bigger. I mean, you bought the watermelon the size it was. Now, the second thing, like I said, that don't really matter, but it do really matter, is if you get a sweet watermelon. I mean, if you get good eating and a good size helmet, that's the win-win. But truth be told, at the end of the day, you want a good size helmet for watermelon helmet. And if the watermelon was good, well, good on you. You know, you got a little extra. You got a little bonus. You know, you got a curly fry and your french fries kind of thing. So... I'm in Imogene's kitchen, and Imogene's worked, I heard Raymond lived in this house as long as I'd known him. So, I mean, that's steady, like her, 
that that's her wheelhouse in there kind of thing. I mean, this is her domain. She know where everything is in that kitchen. She got ideas of how it's going to be set up. She getting out cutting boards. She getting out knives. She got her watermelon there. She goes, what are we going to do, Tavin? I was like, well, here's the thing, I'm a gene. And like I was telling y'all earlier, I said, I'm a gene. If you put this on your head, uh, you got to be okay with like watermelon juice. I mean, it's got to be something where you outside, you okay being uh, hot. A lot of times I'm around a body of water, a lake, a swimming pool where I can cannonball in and get the watermelon juice out of my hair. Uh, and then if I want to put the helmet back on, I can. And if I want to jump back in the water, I can do that again. You know, I was like, you got to be okay with this watermelon juice because we're going to put it on, on top of your tiny little perm right here. Now, think about us. Early bird gets the perm. That's where Gracie Dilroy and uh, her sister Delon they run that in town. That's where Meemaw gets her hair did. I mean, the gals in our town pretty much all have basically the same hairdo for the most part uh, because there's basically one one primary uh, hairdo they got going down at Early Bird gets the perm. And anyhow, I said, I'm Jean, if you don't mind getting that, you know, watermelon juice on that perm. And she goes, no, I don't care none, Tavin. I want, I think these are pretty cool things. I was like, well, okay, I'm a gene. And now there are things, you can line it, you can uh, dry it out with a towel or paper towel and that can get it pretty dry. Uh, you can also set it outside so the sun dried out a little bit. You can also put tin foil, like line it, you know, and wear it like that away. I mean, there's options to keep your hair a little uh, drier. But Imogene, was, she was all about it. She was game on. She's like, let's just do this thing. So I was like, okay, Imogene. So we cutting it. And I was going for the standard, basically what you call like the bowl cut, you know, just, it's just going to be around like little bangs above her eyebrows. Just like, that's kind of where the, where the, the watermelon help, helmet hit her on the forehead. And then I didn't want to cover up her ears. She had a hard enough time hearing anyway. So you put her in watermelon helmet where it's over her ears. Uh, then she's just going to be uh, wandering around, bumping into things and not hearing anybody all day. So uh, I, I, basically it's, it's a similar, you know, cut all the way around. Uh, for Imogene, just a standard little helmet, you know, no, it, nothing fancy, but that's the thing about the watermelon helmet. Uh, it ain't, it ain't got to be a show pony, you know, it, it's a watermelon helmet, uh, and that's what it is, so you ain't got to really dress that up, you know, put lipstick on no pig kind of thing, you just put that on and you winning. So we get that thing all figured out, we get some of the watermelon uh, into a little Tupperware, and she put that in her refrigerator, <clears throat> and Raymond come home. You know, that's her husband, and he'd been out for a drive. Well, he seen her in that helmet. He didn't know what to do. He's scared. She scared him in that helmet. He throwed his car keys at her, and she ducked. She got good reflexes, but she didn't really have to duck because, I mean, she had on a helmet, but she, she did. You know, that's just how she had her reflexes. He had his, and he said to her, he wasn't happy. He goes, you can't walk around the house with a melon rind on your head and not let a fella know. And he's kind of mad like that. He's a little hot at her. She's like, okay, Raymond, I'm sorry about that. Uh, but, you know, I just, it's my first one. It's my first watermelon helmet. And uh, so they, they got that sorted out. I don't know uh, what Raymond thinks of it. I don't know if he was like, hey, let's go to the store and get me one. Or like, hey, can you please take that off and just go wash your perm and we can go out to eat at the Catfish Buffet? I don't know. I wasn't there for the rest of the day. But I'm telling you right now, I helped Imogene Watkins make a watermelon helmet. And that's how that went. Now, down at the softball fields this week, Mary Beth Tucker. Oh, Y'all guys know by now that she just won't stick to the to the to the menu. I mean, it's it, this is what the menu's supposed to be on the menu board, on the on the official menu board. Down to concessions at the softball fields, the Ad Oak League that I play in, Skittles, Sodi Pops, Snow Cones, 
hot dogs. That's it. That's it. And the city makes sure them get there, you know, every week for the thing. Well, Mary Beth, she liked to think outside the box. And you know what thinking outside the box has got her? It's got her feeding the town jalapeno nachos, tearing up Myron Curtis's tender guts during the game. Uh, it's got the whole concession stand burned down. She she tried to do s'mores in there with a propane tank. So this is a second concession stand since Mary Beth's been working it. So she come down to the fields this week with uh, fresh produce. She got watermelon and she got little plums. And I will omit, I will omit it that I did eat a plum before the game. They a little sour. Weren't quite ready. They're a little sour. But then all of a sudden, my mima, she showed up to the field. So truth be told, bottom line is, I throwed off this week. Because uh, my Meemaw don't never come to the softball field. So as soon as I see her, it gets in my head a little bit. I'm like, what's Meemaw doing here? Well, she heard about that produce. Meemaw loved that produce. She keep a salt shaker in her purse. And she salt that watermelon. I think she'll salt the plum, too. And uh, she had trouble before with them. The thing is with Meemaw, uh, for being as old as she is, you think over the years you learn a little self-control. You learn things about yourself. You know, like you learn, like you, you, you fool me once, but you don't make that mistake again. Well, Meemaw, she forget every season uh, when them plums is ripe that you got to throttle back. And, you know, she had a big situation years ago. This is when I still lived in her trailer before I moved two trailers down. And she ate 23 plums, I think, was the count we ended up figuring out. 23 plums. She said, Tabernay Little. I was like, Meemaw, you can't do that. She goes, well, I just lost track. I mean, she was eating them like they were just little M&Ms, I guess. But they ain't M&Ms. They plums. And each one is a powerful pellet for your tummy to really stir up them guts. I mean, they keep you regular. I don't know what else to say, but them sour ones, I feel like they hit you quicker. They go through your system, boy, and you can just feel like, you know how your cheeks get all uh, turned up when, when you bite like into sour candy, like a Sour Patch Kid? Well, you get a sour plum and your tummy's doing that on it. It's just like, woo, boy, that's boy, that's something new, ain't it, kind of thing? So, meanwhile, I mean, she tore it up the trailer when I lived with that. I dry heaved on the front porch. It was never, I didn't throw it up, full on throw it up like real life throat up, but it was dry heaves to where I thought I couldn't stop myself from doing that. You know, when you just start going and all of a sudden you're like, I don't know what's going to come out. I don't know if I'm about to puke my heart out, but nothing came out, but you just like, you, your your body need to do that just to make you feel better, I guess, or just to say, hey, yeah, I, I don't agree with that smell. And we had to write a lot, we lit a Roman candle. You know, you light a candle, kind of dead in that stink. No, no, it wasn't going to work. I mean, uh, that, that, that stank just laughed at a little match. We had to shoot off a Roman candle inside the trailer. And it better, it smelled better, it smelled like a little firework display, a little fire in there than it did, you know, what Meemaw did. You know, explode that toilet. That toilet should have got a blue ribbon. <clears throat> Anyhow, she get down to the, the fields tonight, this week, at our game, and she's eating plums. And you see my memo, she can do what she wants. And I couldn't tell her. I was, I was busy trying to play a game. She's already in my head just by showing up. And I'm like, I can't control this. You know, I had to park that and say, you know, that, that's how it is in life sometimes. You got people in your life that you love and they making decisions and it ain't your it ain't your decision to make. And you said your piece before and you lit the Roman candle and you tried to help. But now I got a softball game to play and Meemaw's going to have to deal with whatever happens with these sour little plums that she's getting into and the watermelon. Well, my 
Byron Curtis had watermelon before the game. And yet, I, I mean, in his defense, watermelon ain't one of them things where you like you have a slice and you're like, oh, I'm so full now. I mean, it's water. So, you, you know, you, you get going on a few slices of that, all of a sudden, next thing you know, uh, it hits you. Now, Myron, he do have that tender guts. I couldn't, I, I don't know if you can really tribute uh, his his tummy troubles this week to the watermelon, but I don't know what other line to, to connect there. You know, we got two dots here. Myron's having watermelon before the game, you know, flirting with Mary Beth at the concession stand and third inning. Them guts is tore up, and he's high-telling to the park bathroom. I think I heard the park bathroom groan seeing him come over there. He's running, he's shuffling over there, and that shuffle don't mean nothing good is going to happen in that bathroom. I mean, he'd feel better later, but that's one ply in there, too. He at least needs, needs to start bringing his own roll of paper because that one ply, I mean, I don't know. I don't even want to think about it. But I'm telling you, Myron was out of commission at the game this week. I, I just put it to you that way. Thanks a lot, Mary Beth. So he was in and out. Showing up, leaving, running back to the bathroom. It's like, Myron, save it for after the game. Just eat after the game, buddy. And so we played Brunwell's Tires, and they good, and they locked in, and I was off. I told you already I was off. My, my meemaw showed up in her 91 Buick Regal down there with a salt shaker in her purse, just putting a hurting on some produce, and she don't love to drive at night, but, I, I mean, I guess for sour plums and some watermelon, she'll get out. So I'm down there and I'm I'm off my game. You know, I'm I'm just I gotta steady be focused on my game. Soft singles to the opposite field, and it's hard to do that with my Meemaw down there and then Myron Curtis leaving the field, and so we were just a little flustered. Now JT Whitlow and Rusty Tidwell, they was locked in. They was making good contact all night. Uh Rance Farnhart, not so much tonight. He made a couple errors. Cody Mantell wasn't even there. You know, his wife, Linda Ray, she worked the phones, and she's back on hair duty. The early bird gets the perm, but she's pregnant with a second child, and she's been sick, not feeling good, and so Cody's taking care of her, and then the other daughter, Daphne, you know, they got that other gal already, so he was down there taking So we didn't have no Cody, and I was maybe 50%, I feel like, and Myron was maybe 12% strength, and we just got whooped. I mean, we went in that game hot, you know, I mean, we was firecracker hot, 3-0, and Team Burger Shed. And then all of a sudden, by the end of the game, uh, Brunwell's tires had pushed across 12 runs. 12, count them, 12 runs. And Team Burger Shed, we scored four times. So that's going to tell you right now that we lost 12-4. to And now we're 3-1. and I mean, but still... We just at the beginning of the softball season. So I ain't mad, but I am a little sad about Mary Beth. And I mean, Mary Beth sold out. She sold out a watermelon. She sold out of plums. And uh, what's that going to tell you about our town this week? And their little guts. I tell you, I don't know. I'm just thinking some people probably had to call in work and the next day sick with their tummy troubles. Myron was, I mean, when I left the fields after the game, he was back in that park bathroom. I mean, steady, putting them taxpayer dollars to work, making that bathroom do the job. I'm telling you. But we we three and one, we moving on. Will we learn some lessons from this? I don't know. The thing about it is, the message that was sent to Mary Beth tonight was if, if you bring a bunch of produce, you're going to sell out. Now, I don't know what's going on. You know, March, I'm telling you, I didn't see her the whole next day. You know, I was at my trailer, I peeked over there, and I seen the light on in there, and I don't know, but I'm telling you, 
I, I'm 100% sure she is paying dearly. I know for sure the whole town knows Myron was paying dearly for that. So you just got to think, uh, is it worth what's happening? But maybe Mary Beth's just looking at the pocketbook. You know, Mary Beth just don't just look at the pocket. It ain't all about the pocketbook. And I know the town, I mean, they got, you got to show some self-control. You know, I had that one sour plum. I was able to fight off any kind of uh, damage to the guts. But, I, I mean, I was able to say no after one. But, hey, you get upwards 11, 12, you know. I mean, you get a hold of too many, and they they good, and they little, and they didn't, you know, it's like, you know, it's like your granddaddy that goes through a whole can of cashews in a night. Uh, maybe there's a foo in the recliner, but most of them made them in his mouth. Uh, that can tear you up, too. But anyways, Team Burger Shed, we three and one. And softball season, we good. Cannonball season, I see you, I see you. And then the old watermelon helmet season, we here. It has arrived. I mean, it's, it's going to be great. It's going to be a great season. Now, I will say, when them, when this bag of bacon comes out, I mean, I, I mean, the snack, the snack helmet is going to be all time. I can't wait to share that with you. But there ain't nothing today to share. I can't, I can't say check the show notes for that. And plus, you know, uh, the show notes, the notes, they about as full as uh, Myron Curtis's tummy with watermelon. We got all them shirts. You know, I'll, I'll put the link to those three I talked about. I put the, go ahead and send me out them Q and A's. You know, for that. And I appreciate you watching. Uh, folks have been rating it again. Uh, we hit over to 700 ratings, which is a big deal to me. On Apple iTunes, the folks giving it a rating. Yeah, you can rate it one, two, three, four, five stars. And then your ratings and your comments, uh, you can leave comments there too, or you sharing it, that all helps me. So I appreciate y'all guys uh, letting folks know that, yeah, yeah, maybe you should listen to this too. Or no, you know, but if I tell people to do it, they're like, well, of course, you're going to say do it. But I appreciate y'all joining me here on the Tab and Dillard Podcast. Season six, episode 12, send in them questions for the Q&A. Just let me know that that's what it's for in the subject line or in a text message. But get after that today. You know, when you get the car pulled over. Not right now. I appreciate y'all joining me today on the Tab and Dillard Podcast. And hey. If you ain't walked into your house this week and been scared by Imogene Watkins in a watermelon helmet, you having a pretty good week. Me, I'm Tavin Dillard. This is the Tavin Dillard Podcast. We'll see you later. <laughs>